My old friend, Tom Giblin, joins our microphone here. He's the president of Wagler, Wagner Giblin Insurance out in Fairview. How are you doing, Tom? Doing well, Joel. Good to see you again. I'm so glad that you were able to stop by and help unpack for us you know, novices. I mean, th- when you think about it, for about 29 years, you've been explaining the insurance world to me. You taught me Inland Marine, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and you remember that. So that's I remember a good thing. that. Yep. Errors and omissions. But today our topic is healthcare because probably one of the biggest um, developments in all of the health insurance history here in Northwestern Pennsylvania is happening this month. And that is the end of the consent decree between Highmark and UPMC. And, and again, we're going to have a conversation with a. Uh, uh, with a, a gentleman from Highmark Inc. Uh, coming on later, but from I want you to tell us from the insurance broker's perspective. Let's roll back five years um, when you sold health insurance. Um, pretty much anybody could choose from any of your offerings and have access nearly everywhere. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. All right. And so, but uh, but then there was this once. Highmark entered into the provider business by buying Allegheny Health and then eventually buying St. Vincent's. They, there was this issue where, you know, each, the, each team kind of took sides, right? Absolutely. They, uh, they no longer wanted to allow access to the other's uh, network of providers. All right. And you, you deal with some large businesses, but a lot of small businesses. What was that like for your clients? It's been a real challenge for our clients, Joel, because most of them, the smaller groups, as you mentioned, the under 50, you know, they have competing issues. They want to make sure that their employees are well taken care of and also, you know, manage their costs as well. Sure. And, and, and again, uh, you know, I used to be one of those health administrators not that long ago. And, you know, we just kind of hung on to, for us, it was our high mark, you know, by the skin of our teeth, you know, even as rates were going up and, you know, it just became costly. And, you know, then you had the other, the other overlay of the Affordable Care Act, which caused some issues as well. But we're not going to go into that, uh, into those Thank weeds. For that. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go into those weeds. All right. So again, from your perspective, um, it was a five-year uh, delay, but it, that happened in 2014 when they came up, came up with this consent decree, and now we're facing it in the less than 30 days. Um, what are you hearing? What's, what are the phones buzzing about in your practice? Well, uh, you know, principally, it's just the unknown. Uh, many of our clients had had to make a choice. Uh, so they did it last year. Sure, because they are making those decisions on an annual basis. On many of them on a December 1st anniversary date. So they had to make that choice back then. And some, you know, were looking at UPMC, some were looking at Highmark, and then they had to go to their employees and warn them that come June 30th, if you're seeing a UPMC provider, but we have Highmark insurance, you're going to have to change. And as I referred to earlier, that really caused a lot of consternation because these employers did not want to have to tell their employees that they had to change doctors. You were basically cutting their access in half or maybe more in half in, in some regards. Um, uh, the, did you have some uh, actually jump off 
to the national brands or not so much in your case? No, we had some. Did Went you? The other providers, as you're probably aware, United and Aetna still have access to both both networks. Okay. Uh, but, you know, when you make those decisions as an employer, there's a number of factors that go into that. That was certainly one of them. But the benefit levels, the the pricing, all those kinds of other issues came into play. Right. Ha- okay. So... Is there any upside to this whole thing? Has the rate of increase of premiums for that small employer uh, come down? Meaning, meaning that instead of it being a, a double digit, 11, 12, 20% increase, is it now more eight or seven or 5%? Oh, we're seeing even less. Uh, oh, so there, there are some that are seeing lines. reductions. Yes. Now, whether it's related to this or a general reduction in, in medical cost inflation, you know, I couldn't tell you, but yeah, we've seen certainly a flattening and in some cases a reduction in rates over the past several years. So in that regard, it's been good for the consumer and for the, for the client. Again, I don't know if you can say cause and effect there, but okay. overall, yeah, the costs have stabilized costs for have the stabilized, most part. Yeah. There are exceptions. But again, if you're taking half of the, half of the provider network out of your portfolio, I mean, you would expect to be some compensation for that, right? Yes, but like I said, I'm not sure that I could say okay. that, you know, cause and effect um, place there. Would you say that, uh, again, what you, when you think about what you're writing, and uh, you, you please don't be specific at all, but would you say that uh, Highmark has kind of uh, been hit pretty hard by this this situation? Because they used to have, what, a 60, 70, 80% market share, right? There's no question that UPMC has gained a lot of market share okay. in a small group and individual marketplace. All right. Let's let's bring it right down to the patient. Mm-hmm. And again, we have a lot of guys our age, okay, listening to this show. And you know what? We're we're dependent on, you know, making sure that we get our, our screenings correct, making sure we get our, our meds if we need them, um, and, and all that stuff. Do we have anything to be worried about as as the listener? Well, only to the extent that you have to change physicians or providers, and consequently you may not be as familiar with them or uh, may not find them to be quite as acceptable to you as your prior provider. And your benefit levels will not change unless the underlying uh, uh, contract is changed at your employer or if you're buying individually, you select. But the employers have had to go to a lot more higher deductibles. I mean, again, the the other, um, you know, macro uh, situations are going uh, in addition to all the consent decree, correct? Oh, yes. Those are outside the consent decree, but yeah. yes, we're seeing much higher deductibles across the board. So, yeah. So this that would not, you know, if you're having to pay more out of pocket to go see that specialist, so maybe you used to pay 25 bucks and now it's 50. That really doesn't have anything to do with the consent decree. For real. No, no, that's that's a different issue entirely. That's a different issue entirely. Do you think this how do you think it's gonna shake out? Any any thoughts? I have no idea. Yeah. I think that it's in the Supreme Court's hands, actually. Yeah, I think that actually they had uh it was kicked back to the Commonwealth Court mm-hmm. for a decision by I believe June the fourteenth. Okay. Uh but I expect that whoever comes out on the losing end will then appeal that. Right. At least so we may not get we may not get a solution by the June 30th date. I don't know. I think yeah. that the courts would like to have it resolved by then, but okay. I don't want to be in the prediction business. Right, right. I really appreciate you helping us try to understand this. And, and again, I, you know, 
again, being on the client side of yours, you know, it's like, you know, you, this was always one of the, the, the tougher uh, days of the year is when you got your package from your broker. Right. And so I remember jumping for joy when my increase was only 9%, you know, anything under double digits, we thought it was, a we were having a field day. Let's go to lunch, yeah. you know, but, uh, uh, that, that may be a situation, again, the macro issues kind of play into this, but they're not central to the consent decree. And what we're really talking about here is what hospital, what provider, who's going to be your PCP, who's going to be your OBGYN. I mean, that's really what we're talking about. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. Hope that you're doing well here. I'm Joel Natale. Our phone number, if you want to weigh in, 679-1080, 679-1080. Kind of the first hour of our show here is uh, just a, a, a couple of conversations about this consent decree. Now, do you understand what we're talking about here? Because uh, um, the, uh, the, uh, the idea is that uh, back in 2014, when when Highmark entered the provider world, um, the 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 two the the two um, insurance companies, UPMC Health Plan and Highmark Inc., decided to not accept each other's uh, providers, and so but they needed a five. You know, they basically the uh, the courts intervened, and there was a five year stay on this lack of in network care, and so. For up until now, if you had a Highmark card, you could go to UPMC Hammett and see UPMC providers. You know whether that it was you know the you know the imaging and the the you know the the actual uh, docs that work for UPMC. Oh jeez, talkerie.com. I don't know Local how leaders. that happened. <laughs> yeah, number one, it's way early. Yeah, and it and it doesn't make any sense because I no. was fine with that anyway <laughs> that was whack today's uh turning Today, today's, it's proving to be a little uh, today's a little po- hairy today's potpourri today. day right anyway yes uh so um that was super weird anyway um yeah we'll fix all that we're, we're okay anyway uh so so what was i saying so yeah you 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 know you you up until uh recently you could go to Either. Pretty much any, you know, you had all kinds of in-network providers. Right. And so you could, and, and in Erie, it's like the two teams. It's the, it's the Hammett, it's the, it's the UPMC Hammett, it's, it's St. Vincent's Allegheny Health Network. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, don't forget Lecom is out there, Lecom Health, you know, which I think picks everybody and you can go. To, so go to anybody can go? I think so. Okay. Yeah. And the, I wasn't and, sure how that worked. And the other the other issue that's at play here that you'll hear the Highmark guy talk about in a little bit is, you know, what happens when you leave Western Pennsylvania? What is the acceptability of your card, of your insurance card? Now, again, I, I guess I, I shouldn't say this, but I have a United Healthcare card. So I can pretty much go anywhere in the country because it's a national concern. But that's, you know, that's the insurance that I'm on. But, you know, uh, high, uh, you know, Highmark, which is a Blue Cross Blue Shield, any Blue Cross Blue Shield is honored by that. And there's a question of how many different uh, agreements has UPMC made, you know, for theirs. And so when we get them to talk about it, we'll find out those answers, right, about the accessibility of who's in network and so on. 
all that to say, you know what? Um, uh, you know, this is a very complicated issue. It's created, uh, like uh, Tom Giblin said, much consternation insofar as, of, you know, you have people and maybe I'm even talking to people in this audience that have had the same uh, primary care physician for 30, 40 years. And now because they're on the wrong team is what their card says. They have to switch. And that's that's painful. But that's kind of where we're at. So um, the the issue that the, the Attorney General Josh Shapiro has brought to court is the fact that uh, uh, indeed these hospitals that are involved in all of this are nonprofits, and so they get nonprofit status in these municipalities. And so, uh, as a taxpayer, you know, as a city taxpayer. Uh, my taxes help pay for the existence and the and the public resources for these nonprofit hospitals, and so shouldn't that give me some kind of uh, ability to connect with those hospitals? So that's the issue there. We're going to kind of continue our uh, conversation about the consent decree, just kind of giving you some details and some perspectives about it here. And um, uh, just to make sure that you're fully informed again, back on April 8th, uh, uh, Attorney General from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania um, uh, talked about his appeal to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court seeking a review of the existing consent decrees between UPMC and Highmark. Uh, last week's common, uh, Commonwealth Court ruling gave my office the opportunity to quickly ask the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to review our proposed modification of the existing consent decrees between UPMC and Highmark. And, and uh, on April 8th, uh, he says, we filed an appeal with you, uh, Supreme Court seeking emergency relief before the decree's June 30th scheduled expiration date or for the court to keep the consent decrees in place while our litigation against UPMC proceeds. And again, uh, um, he is uh, he, the, the point of view from the attorney general, Josh Shapiro, is that uh, that UPMC uh, has a stated charitable mission, uh, but uh, in, in their but they're preventing people from receiving care. So what happened was uh, that the Supreme Court kicked it back down to the Commonwealth Court. And this is what he said last week. Again, this is Attorney General Josh Shapiro uh, with a statement uh, following the Supreme Court's ruling last week. Today, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court took a crucial step toward delivering justice for the people of Western Pennsylvania by agreeing with his office's argument and reversing the Commonwealth Court's decision that the end date of the UPMC Highmark consent decrees could not be modified as a matter of law. As directed by the Supreme Court, my office will now make our case in Commonwealth Court on an expedited basis that the modification of the end date is not just permitted, but necessary to uh, ensure UPMC fulfills its role as a public charity and is enabled to shun the very taxpayers whose tax dollars built their business. Again, that's a statement from Attorney General Josh Shapiro made on May 28th, 2019. Again, to get uh, additional views, uh, we uh, asked... uh, both Highmark and UPMC Health Plan uh, to provide a representative here. And uh, we did hear from Highmark, and here's uh, the extent of that conversation. So let's take a, a, a moment here and learn more about this concept of the consent decree and what it means to you and, and me. We're talking to 
Jim Teed from Highmark Health. How are you doing, Jim? Good. How are you doing today? We're, we're, we're excellent. All right. So um, can, can we back up and get some background from your perspective, from Highmark's perspective, of what the consent decree is, what prompted it, and um, you know, where, where are we at up to this moment here towards the end of June? Sure. Um, this really goes back to 2011. Back in 2011, uh, UPMC, they had their, their hospitals. They had entered into the health plan arena. Um, and at that time, Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield was just in the health plan. Um, back in 2011, UPMC raised the rates for Highmark patients at their facilities by 40%. So that we're talking about the provider side of this equation. Yes. And so if uh, a Highmark patient went into a UPMC facility, their rates would have jumped up by 40% that year. So we at Highmark believed that this was an unfair increase, and we couldn't sit back and pass that 40% increase onto our clients. And so... We took a look at the, the landscape in the Pittsburgh uh, market, and there were a couple of hospitals um, that were uh, we looked at as we could partner with and, and pair with. Um, and so that's how the Allegheny Health Network started. Highmark went in, um, took over hospitals at Allegheny General, um, and the Allegheny Health Network started. And this was really to combat the increase that they presented us uh, on the health plan side. So it was basically a provider choice uh, starting in the Pittsburgh market. Uh, The provider UPMC with them increasing our rates, uh, we decided that we needed to get into the provider arena as well. And that's why we purchased uh, the Allegheny Health Network. So at some point, Erie, though, was kind of left out of the the scrum, if you will, in Pittsburgh. Can you explain that? Well, back at that time, UPMC had not come in and bought UPMC Hammett, what it is today, and the Allegheny Health Network hadn't come in and purchased and taken over St. Vincent Hospital. So that's where we were in 2011. Now, we fast forward a few years to 2014, and that's when the courts put in place a consent decree. Um, they wanted to break ties with Highmark altogether, and the courts in Pennsylvania decided, we're going to give Pennsylvanians five years to figure this out. You've got five years to change your doctors, figure out what insurance you want to carry. Um, and so that consent decree started in, on July 1st of 2014. That was a five-year consent decree. So we're looking at June 30th of this year, 30 days from now. Um, that this consent decree will end. Now, some some things did change, though, very, very recently. Can you get us caught up on the news? Sure. Um, Attorney General uh, Shapiro had looked at from before he took taken office a couple of years ago at the end of this consent decree, um, and he believed that uh, UPMC was not acting as a charitable nonprofit organization, and he requested that Highmark and UPMC sit down and either modify the consent decree, extend the consent decree. Um, and so 
Highmark has agreed to everything that Attorney General Shapiro has put forth. So just to be clear, that you would you would uh, take UPMC health plan folks at the Allegheny Health Network? We would. However, um, that will change if the consent decree still expires at the end of June. Um, we have told the Attorney General that we want to or need to play on an equal field. And if that means we aren't going to accept UPMC insurance at Allegheny Health Network, then that's what's going to happen. So if the consent decree ends on June 30th, uh, moving forward, UPMC Health Plan will not have access uh, at in-network rates at Allegheny Health Network or St. Vincent here in Erie. And again, you know, if we talk to them, they'll say the the, the, the same thing is that uh, folks that are holding high mark would not be able to use UPMC providers. Correct. And, and that's really where uh, we at Highmark differ from UPMC is we want open access to all of the hospitals in Erie and Allegheny County. Um, we look at these hospitals, St. Vincent and Hammett here in town, as a charitable nonprofit organization. And under the law, we, we believe and the attorney general believes that a charitable nonprofit organization hospital should have uh, admit access to all. And that includes a Highmark uh, insured patient at UPMC and a UPMC health plan patient at St. Vincent. All right. So we had that five years and I would say that many, many of us have waited until probably the the renewal time of last fall uh, to make these painful decisions. And there's a lot of pain that patients are feeling. What's your response to just some of the verbatims that you've been hearing from just regular eerie patients? Well, what we're doing at Highmark um, is we don't call it pain. Um, there is going to be some change and necessary change. But at Highmark, we have taken the steps to help those members that need to transition. If they have a, a UPMC uh, primary care doctor, specialist, we have a team uh, here at Highmark that is assisting these people in getting appointments, in getting specialist appointments, in transferring records, everything that they need to do. They can sit down one-on-one with the member and get them changed over to new primary care uh, physicians, new specialists, whatever they need. So almost like a, a case management kind of approach, you know. I mean, uh, people really need some guidance here, I would think. They do. I mean, some people need more than others. Um, some people like the one-on-one attention that we can give them and that we are giving them. Um, we have had several Meet Dr. Wright events uh, in town. They've been extremely popular. Um, in fact, they've been so popular that they, the first few events were held in the lobby of St. Vincent Hospital. It got too big. And so we had to go down to the Bayfront Convention Center because too many people were interested in meeting those doctors. And at these events, we have primary care physicians, we have specialists, we have nurse practitioners, PAs in every specialty. So uh, the people of Erie, Northwest Pennsylvania can go down there. They can shake a hand of somebody that they might be interested in in transferring their care to um, and to see if, if there's a fit. Um, if, if 
one isn't a fit, they can move on to the next one and find out, you know, where their comfort level is with, with the physician in front of them. Now, since Allegheny Health Network took over St. Vincent, there's been some significant uh, investment. I'm thinking about the pavilions on the east and west side. I guess I would imagine that's all part of a master strategic plan to just build your footprint here. Absolutely. Um, the the Highmark commitment to uh, St. Vincent so far has been $130 million, and it looks like it's going to go north of that. Um, just recently, we opened up the East Side Pavilion uh, out in Harbor Creek, and this brings primary care, specialist care, lab, um, rehab medicine, uh, all in one place. Um, there was, I think, a void in East Erie uh, on St. Vincent's uh, footprint there. Now we've filled that void with a state-of-the-art, brand-new uh, pavilion. And so some of the imaging equipment there is the most technologically advanced imaging equipment seen anywhere in this country. So not only are we investing in the brick and mortar, uh, but we're investing in technology as well. And that goes beyond the pavilions. Um, If you look at our orthopedic services at St. Vincent, uh, they're currently using two Mako robots the only two Mako robots for for, uh, joint surgery um, in Northwest Pennsylvania. They have two of the latest Da Vinci robots uh, that are currently being used at St. Vincent. Um, That is the most of any of the latest Da Vinci robots in Erie. And so you're seeing these great buildings go up, but we're also investing in what's going on inside the building, not just with technology either, but human resources as well. We are recruiting physicians every day. New physicians are coming on board in all specialties. So this investment that the public may see with these beautiful new buildings going up, it's not just that. It goes, it goes well beyond that. Talk uh, a little bit about the cancer center you're building and also some of the renovations to the hospital itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, back a couple of weeks ago in May, uh, we just opened up the Women and Infant Center. And so that provides um, women here in Erie uh, exceptional care all in one place. We have very new imaging um, center on campus at St. Vincent. We have the new Women and Infant Center that just opened up. Um, later this summer, they're going to be opening up the new emergency room and operating room suites. Um, and so these are going to streamline uh, the emergency room visits. It's going to make it much more comfortable for the patients that are there. Um, and we expect to see an increase in uh, emergency department use. Um, along that, that is, like I said, late summer. Then in November, we're targeting to open up the cancer center here in town. And if you've been by 25th and Myrtle, you've seen that go up over the last several months, and it's, it's quite a sight right now. Um, it's unbelievable how quickly it's gone up, and it looks beautiful. Um, at this cancer center, uh, we are partnered up with Johns Hopkins. Mm. What this is going to allow, this partnership with Johns Hopkins, is the availability of about 400 cancer trials that can be done here in Erie. So what we strive for at Highmark, Allegheny Health Network, St. Vincent, is to keep care in the community. 
And all of these projects that I've mentioned earlier, the East Side Pavilion, the West Side Pavilion, Women and Infants Center, um, these are geared towards keeping patients here. We want to make sure that these people who are going through these treatments, they're having a difficult enough time already. Now they don't have to go down to Pittsburgh for a special infusion. They can have it all done right here. So instead of going down to Pittsburgh in a two-hour drive in the snow um, and staying overnight for a night or two, they can have everything done here. They can wake up in their own bed. They can travel 10 minutes to the cancer center, have their treatment, go home, and repeat it the next day. So we are striving to keep care in the community. And that's where, if you look at all the investments that we've made, the $130 million and counting, it is driven towards getting care in the community. So we want a positive patient experience, not just a patient experience, but a family experience. Because we all know that if you have somebody in your family going through a difficult time with the cancer or some other type of surgery, the family's involved too. And we want to make sure that the family is comfortable as well. You're the expert on this consent decree uh, from the high mark standpoint. Um, I, I need to ask you, uh, we, we've been talking about the provider side, all the investment that uh, Highmark Allegheny Health Network has, has been making. This, is ha- this had to be, though, pretty, um, a pretty substantial competitive situation for Highmark on the insurance side. What, before all of this happened, what was Highmark's market share in the Erie area? These are public numbers, right? They are public numbers. I don't have them off the top of my head right well, now. Weren't they like in the 80s, 80, 70, 80%? Uh, I can't go back that long. I don't yeah. know. Um, okay. I I would love to get back to you on okay. those numbers. Yeah. But, yes, Highmark was the dominant uh, health insurer in the region. So where are we at now with all of this going on? Uh, on our commercial side, we are still the number one insurer in northwest Pennsylvania and western Pennsylvania. Okay, so 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 even though there's been more competition, um, you, you've been able to maintain some, you know, some a dominant market share. Yes, and especially in the uh, larger groups, the hundred plus groups of of these uh, employers. Is that something that you? Uh, well, I mean, there's all kinds of different ways that these are negotiated, whether they're direct negotiated or through the the associations and things, right? Um. I, I don't deal with the association. Okay. Um, that is uh, another okay. uh, member of our team who works with the small groups in the association. Um, I, I really deal with larger groups of, like I said, it's really 51 uh, members and above. Okay. Um, the, the, you know, again, the, the idea of, of all of this, you know, com- you know, coming to bear on, on a, on a retiree or on that average person trying to figure it out. Some of these, some of these companies are switching health providers every, every year. I'm on my third health insurance provider in the last year. It's just like, you know, will this shake out and settle down at some point soon? We're hoping uh, with the Supreme court uh, ruling recently um, the Supreme Court ruled uh, in favor of uh, Attorney General Shapiro in uh, seeking a modification of the consent decree. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of that, and so now it's back in the Commonwealth Court. So the Commonwealth Court 
will hear this. And our hopes, Highmark's hopes, are that they do modify the consent decree. We believe and have always maintained a stance that healthcare and these choices should be open for everybody and that these hospitals should be open to anyone who wants to, to go to them. Last question. Um, what, what advice do you have for that Highmark insurance card holder that's facing having to change, you know, either primary care, or OBGYN, you know, PEDS, whatever it is? Well, for the Highmark member who needs to change, uh, we do have some avenues that they can go down. We have that tra- transition team that they can talk to one-on-one. Um, they can go to askhighmark.com, um, and they can get all the information that they need through that. Um, if they did have any other questions beyond that, I, I welcome their phone call to the Highmark office on 717 State Street. Um, but I do want to remind everybody that if you do hold a Highmark card, uh, you are covered in network in 96% of the hospitals throughout this country, 95% of the physicians in this country accept Highmark as in network. And not just nationally, it's internationally. It's recognized in 120 different countries. So if you do have the Highmark card, know that you can go outside of this region for a second opinion, for a surgery in Miami, Florida, if that's where you want it done. You can have it done and not worry about it being out of network. If you're holding a UPMC card, it's really a regional health plan. Outside of Erie and Allegheny County, you're going to have a very difficult time, um, if at all possible, to get a second opinion at a Mayo Clinic, a Cleveland Clinic, a Johns Hopkins. Whereas if you have that Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield card, you're covered across the nation in network. 